Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. How to fuck your man into oblivion. Fuck them until you change them, is what I always say. How do you know when you have fucked someone enough? Because they change. They metamorphose into a new person. Into a new, better, ideal, full-bodied, soul-embodied version of themselves. Their tired and weary parts fall away. Their fear, anxiety, insecurity, isolation, anger, playing small in life, all of these things evaporate. The scars that they've accumulated over the years and lifetimes from trauma and pain get alchemized and transformed into love, freedom, power, and bliss. All of this in the wake of your powerful sexual love. Another expression that I often use is that we need to fuck the shit out of our partners. We fuck annihilate them. This might be through some heavy duty pounding, but it could also be through slow, gentle sex and adoring them into oblivion. We hold them down and we love and fuck them out of this world and into a new one. So how do we do this? How do we use sex in the way it was meant to be used? The most scandalous and dangerous application of it, the reason why it censored the world over, to change your life and your partners. Like I always say as well, if sex isn't making you a better person, you're doing it wrong. Nothing changes you faster and propels you into higher states of consciousness than cataclysmic fucking. Fucking a man into oblivion, point number one. Sexual mastery. Being a cocksucker extraordinaire. Deep-throating him like no one has ever before. Giving him a handjob with your vagina and playing the proverbial flute. These are all essential life skills and fuck obliteration skills. And while important, I will tell you right now that if just the skills was all that mattered, everyone would be epic at sex wouldn't they? They could read some cheesy, moronic Cosmo article on how to have 50 blowjob tips to drive him wild and be masters, but they aren't. So how do you develop mastery? Yes, some study can be helpful, and I do teach technique in my salons, but like any art that you embody, you unlock its secrets through falling in love with it, through opening yourself to it, and by doing so, all the secrets of the universe come pouring through. Which brings us to point number two, how to fuck a man into oblivion, loving fucking and getting fucked. I don't think that anyone can be truly good at the sex unless they be loving the sex. Meaning, I don't think you can execute a blowjob well, even technically, if you don't love cock and love your partner's cock. 
A woman with a deep, wild, insatiable love of sex is a rare and exquisite animal. When a man finds a woman who owns her sexual self and loves being intimate with him, truly loves it, there is no going back. He will hunt that woman down to the ends of the earth. I talk about the insatiability of women being their natural state of existence. It is. A woman who is sexually switched on stays on and gets hungrier and hungrier. Only a daily dose of fierce love and cervical orgasm medicine will soothe the desire and restlessness in her. So she seeks out her man to give it to her. She is open and available to him. She knows his cock and his heart are the medicine to open her heart and her pussy. And through living like this, she conjures and conquers the world. Point number three, fucking a man into oblivion, is holding the highest vision. This means that you refuse any shitty version of sex and you set out to build and cultivate the ultimate gourmet sex connection. This goes for your relationship in general, but also for each encounter you have within it. You don't settle for two pump chumps or an unconscious lover. You bring depth. You demand depth. It's said that a woman's true role in relationship is to lead the man home to God. You hold the space for a higher way of being. This energy calls on the highest version of your man to emerge and stay present. A man won't respect a woman who devalues herself. The way you allow someone to treat you calibrates the tone and the level of give and take that will color your relationship in perpetuity. This concept might not seem like something that fucks him into oblivion, but it is. A woman who holds her value shimmers and dazzles like the highest prize and peak attainable, and this is dizzyingly seductive to the right man. For the wrong man, fuck him. I mean, don't fuck him, but forget him. The right man will come along when you learn to say yes to being treated like a goddess and no to being devalued. Prizing yourself is a way to fuck someone into oblivion. For a masculine man, it creates the challenge of being able to keep up with this vision and pace. You help the small self and small dick energy in him to be obliterated. And what more can a man ask for? Point number four, fucking a man into oblivion, is owning your feminine power and energy. You open, he penetrates. You create the wildest sexual chemistry to truly take your man where no one has gone before by being deeply in your feminine energy, surrendering, letting him in emotionally and sexually. The feeling of being with a woman who truly opens herself is also rare, if not something he has never felt. This deep, deep surrender is the epitome of the feminine and the archetypal and primal opposite of the masculine, which is what makes it so tantalizing for him. When a woman abandons herself, heart, and vagina to her partner, and I mean abandon in the most beautiful sense of opening and surrender, there is nothing more spectacular than this. And in doing so, she lights the way home via her vagina. 
in that alchemical cauldron, the gateway between life and death, she takes him in and spits him out, reborn. La Petite Mort, the little death and rebirth. The sexiest thing for the animal and spiritual man is his woman in the throes of ecstasy and bliss. She is wide open, insatiable, available, like the divine and infinite itself. She loves cock. She loves sex. And through her ultimate surrender, she ignites his fire. She opens into the void, invites him in, and in it, he can simultaneously let go of himself and find himself. If you aren't familiar with this concept of surrender as a powerful spiritual and sexual practice, it might seem like weakness at first. It's the opposite. The only things you let go of are all the parts of you that sabotage and stand in the way of your greatness, leaving behind your confidence, your strength, your infinite genius, and a plethora of wild and life-changing orgasms. In today's well-fucked all-star interview, we have Brooke. Brooke says, whenever there's tension, we can solve it in the bedroom. She is a devoted cock lover and vaginal orgasm haver and accomplished at fucking her partner into a melted pile of oblivion. Well-fucked all-stars. All right. Hi, Brooke. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. How are you? Excellent. Would you say that you are well fucked in preparation for this conversation? I am. Made sure that happened. <laughs> How many orgasms today did you have? Just one today so far. And I'm sure more later. And yesterday? <laughs> yesterday, three. Fantastic. Yeah. Off to a wonderful start. Yes. So... Tell us about your journey into becoming well-fucked, in particular, your relationship with your partner, but also your own journey through self-pleasure and giving yourself, finding out these different types of orgasms. Where would you like to start? So I found your stuff, uh, just looking through, doing some research, and signed up for a well-fucked woman. And that really opened my eyes tremendously to... um, self-exploration, self-pleasure. I hadn't, I've come from a very traumatic past, uh, a lot that was done to me that should not have been done to me. And I've been on a healing journey for a long time. And this helped uh, just going back in, knowing it's okay to touch yourself. It's okay to please yourself and have that uh, be given to you as well. And so going through the salon, I discovered more about myself and where pleasure lies, what gets me off, what gets me wet. I didn't even know I could get that wet. <laughs> and um, and he was in he was in it with me. He he saw the changes that I was making and becoming intimate with myself, getting to know myself, and and he watched that and helped me through all the assignments as well, (laughs) very willingly. (laughs) And um, we took it from there and and then he, it took him on the journey to sexual mastery for men. (laughs) Um, And it's, yeah, just just the growth and getting to know myself and and what I need and what I desire has been, been phenomenal. And to have a partner that can 
provide that for me and I can provide that for him. Amazing. So would you say that your journey into self-pleasure, getting to know your own body was integral to your healing, particularly from past traumatic experiences and reclaiming, you know, the sovereignty of your own body, the ownership of your own body, because I think that's a big thing that gets taken from people when they've had a history of violation is a sense of their body being their own, you know, and perhaps even a fear and trepidation of going inside of themselves, both figuratively and literally, because of what might be there, right, and what they might uncover. Absolutely. Um, That's the biggest piece for me. And my goal is reclaiming of the body, getting to know yourself, becoming intimate with yourself inside and out and knowing what you want and and getting what you deserve Um, because we deserve it. And we were stripped. I was stripped from a very young age of that. Um, Like, I know you can see my hair is short. I never had control over my hair growing up. And so when my now 10 year old was six months old, I cut it all off. And it was one of the most freeing experiences of my life. (laughs) And just those little things that have been controlled throughout my life. And none of it was mine. My body was never mine. Um, To be able to sit down with myself, to grab a mirror to touch myself, explore myself and find pleasure in all of that. And to really get to know myself has completely transformed me. And it has given me my body back. It's given me back. I've reclaimed myself and it has certainly sent me on this, this journey. It was the start, the healing process and the start of it. And it was scary. Those times that like, well, wait a minute. Um, if something were to come up, I'm not so sure that I, uh, <laughs> I can handle this right now. And there was a fear of going deeper and a fear of what might come to the surface. And, you know, unfortunately I do have a partner that is there. That's my safe place. And then sits with me in that and helps me through it. Um, understands it. So I have that safety net. I have that person to fall to when I need it. And, um, and you know he's he's on it with me as well but it's it's been very transformative just the healing journey and this has played a major role of it discovering what's there that i had no clue was there <laughs> yeah that's beautiful and courageous to go into that space when you know so much it can feel like so much darkness is there yeah and uncertainty yeah so So as you were self-pleasuring, you talk about how within a couple of weeks of doing that, you had your first G-spot orgasm. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I did that one with a wand first. Um, And then my partner was able to give me one. But yeah, that was that was exciting. I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know it was in the cards for me. <laughs> so had you bought into that narrative that, oh, those are, you know, some women can have these, some women can't? Um, no, I, I don't think I ever believed that. I think that it was more I wasn't built that way or I wasn't allowed that. Um, that it happened to people that, I don't know, work towards it or something. I just, you know, 
I had to peel back a lot of layers to get there. Um, but I got there and everybody can get there. <laughs> and how does it feel? How did you feel having your first one? And I'm sure you've had many more since then. What does it do for you as a woman in terms of, you can talk about physically how it feels, but how does it actually change the fabric of who you are by having these deeper orgasms? I, uh, I really walk through life radiating. Um, so much has changed. There's, you know, relationships because it's changed me so much in how I walk through life and how I navigate things, um, how chaos lands on me. Um, but just to know this deep pleasure, this explosive pleasure, and to get that and feel it literally radiate through my entire body it's like a heat like a warmth that goes to all my limbs my fingers and my toes and then i can just carry that out into the rest of the day um and you can see it you can see it on my face when <laughs> when i'm walking through and my presentation talking with people and um interactions with people and it's it's intimidating for some that it's it's led to loss in relationships that you know people just aren't on the same level as me and why do you think that when it's intimidating in what way what do you think it's provoking in people um i guess it's a certain level of confidence in me um that becomes i don't want to minimize the anybody's experience but the change that I've had just in particular in this past year has been tremendous. It's night and day um, in me as a person. And it's it, for people that have been in my circle and in my wheelhouse, it's intimidating for them because they have work that still needs to be done. And they're a little bit threatened by that. And so it's hard for them to accept it. Um, I'm sure you can tell by my voice, but I live in the South. <laughs> and so it's it's a very different world here <laughs> at times. And a lot of judgment, a lot of holding, holding on to things and um, not willing to do the work or not in a position to do the work um, wherever people are. And yeah, and I think your presence and vitality, and I always talk about how a well-fucked woman wears her sexual energy, right? In her being, it's something that emanates from her and it's palpable. And I think if people even intuitively get a sense of what that is, they might not know, often they don't know consciously, right? But right. they feel it, they see it, they're reacting to it, and then it, it's a trigger for something they're not connected to in themselves, right? And it becomes, Absolutely. and in some way, then they have a repulsion towards that energy and you and the whole notion of exploring that part of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That hits the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> so what, how was the journey then with, how else was the journey with your partner? Because you've talked about, um, you said you just started 30 days of sex and I'd love to hear how that went. Um, we have a almost four-year-old and a 10-year-old, um, and our 10-year-old um, visits her dad um, 
on a kind of weird schedule, but so there were some interruptions. <laughs> I say that because we had some interruptions and it's interesting navigating children with this and um, it trying to keep quiet when we can, but we have it down and there's not much that can stop us from making sure that we're reaching these goals. And even if it's not penetration or um, it can just be foreplay, you know, he's eating me out for whatever time I'm giving him head for whatever time. Um, we made sure that it was a priority and kept it very important for it to happen. So I'd, I'd say, I don't know, 27 out of the 30 days, maybe. That's pretty good. <laughs> and it doesn't, to clarify, it doesn't have to be 30 days of penetration, oral sex, manual sex, anal sex, all these things count in yeah. the equation. So as long as it's some kind of sexual connection, then it counts. Yeah, absolutely. Good so how would you say that becoming sexually closer has changed your relationship? How long have you guys been together? We started dating in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and we have been together ever since. We had our daughter um, in 2019. And we are actually headed to the beach the second week of July and going to make things official and, oh. and get married. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So... So how has your sexual connection evolved over time, especially through uh, deep diving into this work? What did you notice? It's come um, leaps and bounds. I mean, we never in our wildest dreams thought we would be with somebody and so comfortable and able to venture into anything that's possible. Um, our, our connection is so deep. There are times that I feel like we're one and the same person. We, you talk so much about clearing the glass, um, and getting through things, what comes up, uh, in, in conversations. And I'd say we have some pretty damn clear glass <laughs> and we can talk about anything we get through um conflict just so easy we're able to say to each other like hey you know we we need to sit down and have a discussion or i'm not okay with this behavior right now let's figure it out um whenever there's tension we can solve it in the bedroom <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's just brought us on this, this level of intimacy that is so incredible. And we're so close. He's my person. I'm his person. We, we never thought we'd be here. Um, our girls see it. They see what a relationship's supposed to be. Um, we're pretty unbreakable at this point. I don't know what could get in our way to, to move us apart. <laughs> and what is a relationship supposed to be? Pleasure, joy, happiness, communication, um, 
the ability to repair when you disagree. Yeah, I mean, being your own person with the support of another to move through life. Well, well, you said that like in terms of modeling that for your children, right? And so I was curious when you said they see how a relationship is supposed to be. Well, what is that? What is it that they're seeing and and absorbing? Oh, they're seeing um, a a big shift from, especially my oldest, from um, chaos and abuse and control to happiness, joy and pleasure and and support. so yeah, I mean they're they're going to have their idea of what a relationship should be, but the latter is certainly not what it should be. <laughs> so, so how would you say that you fuck your partner into oblivion? So when we talk about sex acts having the power to be these cataclysmic, transformative, um, bringing us into our true selves, when you look at the way you interact with your partner, pleasure, acts that you perform on him. How have you noticed that you fuck him into oblivion? He just melts into the bed and or wherever we are. (laughs) Um, And public sex. Yeah. I mean, just complete mush, just completely submits. It's like an out of body experience and the gratitude that he has and just this deep yearning for me and want for me and desire just to be close with him and hold him in that space and you know, throughout when we're finished, everything. Um, it's just, and his eyes change color when, when he orgasms, which what, is incredible. What do they change <laughs> from too? They turn a brighter blue. They're blue, but they go from kind of a grayish blue to a really bright blue. It's incredible. I've never, yeah, never seen or witnessed anything like that. I don't know if you've heard that before. Well, <laughs> I I don't know if I've heard of it through sex, but in the science of iridology, which is when they study the colors of the iris and look for information of what's happening in the rest of the body, there's a theory that there's very, most eyes are true blue and they've been discolored into like lighter colors, brown, hazel, and because of toxicity, accumulated toxicity. Uh, and often people who do a lot of cleansing, they will have a shift in their eye color over time because those toxins, you know, get removed. There's some true brown eyes. I apparently have true brown eyes. But um, yeah. that I've seen, but that that correlation then makes sense to me in that there's whatever level of metaphysical alchemy happening that the eyes actually reflect that. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. Definitely something going on then (laughs) when that happens. So what do you notice then he becomes like outside of the bedroom after you have this kind of really powerful skin shedding, rebirthing type sexual experience? What does he become like in your day-to-day life? He, um, 
I love watching him move throughout with his masculine energy. And it just, it, it puts him in this place of confidence where he can go and enjoy the things that bring him pleasure outside of the bedroom and, and just embrace those and work through them. And he's able to go into work with his employees and, um, and just take on this leadership role, this, this masculine, masculine role and his drive with what he does. Um, and it can, and it shows up in the projects that are done as well. After you can tell we, uh, last summer in the middle of uh, wealth of woman salon, he landed a huge contract um, after a night that I was probably three plus hours of one night and we were away at the beach and he had been working on this contract, hoping it would come through and it, it landed the next morning. That so, is amazing. I yeah. love hearing these stories of couples who have some kind of epic extended sex date and then the very next day they get some kind of opportunity of abundance just drop into their laps because we like to say it's our laps that attracted it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so it just, I mean, what we create intimately really shows and we both bring it out into the world and into our lives and um and embrace it it just it's it's a whole other level of ourselves that we're very happy and grateful to be at <laughs> and what else do you notice about you then out in the world so after you've been fucked into oblivion what are you like out in the world oh i'm i'm, I'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> I don't, um, I do, I, I just, I don't know how else to describe it. I just walk through life with it radiating off of me. I, I've, I've gone from, you know, hiding so much and been able to strip down these layers and really display my true authentic self and to be able to naturally be my true authentic self and bring that into the world with no apologies and it's um i mean it's great it's my my 10 year old she says it all the time she's like god it's just you're just radiating you're just so happy mommy <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing yeah. Oh, she sees it, she feels it, and um, yeah, it's great. What are your favorite things to do to really bring your partner to that place of oblivion? Um, giving head is my favorite. Yeah, I love doing that. And I like to be in control a lot. So being able to just pin him down and fuck his brains out is awesome. And trying to get him in any discreet position. You know, we love dirty texts throughout the day and <laughs> um, sending those messages to keep it going. 
Um, so when you're giving head, yeah. what is it that you love about it? Looking up and seeing the control that I have over him and his pleasure and allowing him to just fall into that and let go and bringing, just bringing him to that place of the out of body experience um, and to watch him go through that and go through, through those cycles is like, I prefer giving him head over, you know, 69 or anything like that. Cause I can see him um, and see his face. And I don't, I don't want to disrupt that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that that visual element is big for you in it as yes. well. And that sense, because I think, you know, until they make cross the threshold into becoming a well-fucked woman, for a lot of women, giving head can feel more performative, obligatory, like it's something that they just need to do as part of the equation. They may not, they may like it. Do they really love it? And so I always love to hear stories of cock adoration because, and, and the pleasure that it gives you. Yes. Yeah, it brings me so much joy <laughs> and really gets me off. Yeah, being able to give him that and um, yeah, no, no performing over here. It's certainly benefits both of us, anything that we do. I mean, the fact that I can give that to him and he can give that to me is it's, it's so beautiful. Are there any other acts that you find particularly transformative and hot? Oh man. Um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really have a thing for, you know, being outside or just public sex in any form or him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll we'll go down to the beach and out on the deck and he'll eat me out um out on the deck and i you know i don't care who sees um yeah i love just being in nature and uh we've, we've been playing around with some bondage just ankles and wrists in the bedroom and that's been a lot of fun um losing some of that control uh i always tell people get a massage table if you can uh there's a lot you can do <laughs> with a massage table a lot of different positions make things fun benefit everybody um i just you know oral is very important for us and that foreplay aspect of the yoni massage, the lingam massage. Uh, he'd spend hours eating me out if he could. If time allowed it, I'd do the same. I'd spend hours sucking his cock and um, 
and that could be enough for us for days or I mean, not days, let's be real, but um, well, it can be. we I need it more really, than that. <laughs> well, yes, but I think a good sexual session, even in like manual play, oral play can feed you. That's the ultimate food and recharge. So I do think mm -hmm. that having especially an extended session, several hours worth of play can feed you for days. Do you want to go back for more earlier? Sure. But I feel yeah. like the energy really does last for days when it has that depth to it. It does. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Carry you throughout. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that you feel we haven't covered yet? I just, you know, want to say thank you. We love your work. I'm so grateful I found it. I'm grateful for these tools and this knowledge and knowledge of myself to be able to go out into the world and live this way and and free from from so much that I was shown was the norm which is clearly not <laughs> and um, just the ability to bring pleasure to myself and my partner and um, I, I feel like it can it can solve so many relationships go fuck yourself and go fuck your partner and and you can save any relationship <laughs> absolutely agree a hundred thousand percent i do have one more question is there anything else you want to expand on in terms of your vaginal orgasms have you had cervical orgasms too i have yeah i have so had cervical like, orgasms what would you like to um, say about that that was, um, I mean, you hear so much about how women experience that differently when they can get to that, that cervical orgasm. I do feel that if you're dealing with, um, with any trauma that, um, was the elixir that I did, the, um, is it luscious? Maybe, I don't, can't remember. Um, but I did that in conjunction with all the work and, um, so getting to that place, I do feel that the body won't allow you to get to a cervical orgasm if you're not ready. Um, so clearing so much of that to get there. And then when you get there, it's, everybody has their own experience, but it is felt in every cell of my body um the energy that it puts out this runner's high that you're on um this ability to embrace and um fumbling for words um just accept your body and accept who you are and the pleasure that you can get is it's mind-blowing it's like hitting the epicenter <laughs> when you have that cervical orgasm. Um, and that was something for me, it was important with giving myself orgasms that I did myself before my partner did it. Um, and that was just a personal preference and where I was in my journey. But it got, it really made it so I got to know myself and did this for myself in my body 
to get there. And now my partner can give me cervical orgasms and it's fine. But it was really important to me to have that experience for myself first. Um, but if I'm feeling worked up and things are chaotic, it's it's self-pleasure time and it's it's getting myself off and so you're using self-pleasure as a tool to reconnect to stabilize yourself even in times of stress and chaos like you mentioned some people might default to oh well there's no time for sex then like that's the last thing that we would think we want to do right now and I love that you have the reframe which is something I talk about all the time is actually that's the best thing that you can do right now to recalibrate to tune in to yourself to each other and gather that strength and energy and rejuvenation which turns into wisdom and intuition and flow out in the world those are the byproducts or the expressions of that energy that we cultivate the love making that then channels out into the world in everything we do yeah yeah it all all comes from the core of us and and to dig deeper and go for that and put it out there yeah i agree 100 percent, and that's that's my go-to is and and I love going around and telling people, well, you, know, just, you just need to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Tongue flicking tutorials? Sure, why not? I've got those for you. But really, really what you need to do is to connect with the most primal surrendered part of you and fuck yourself and your partner to smithereens. The whole process of unleashing that primal being is what the Well-Fucked Woman Salon is all about. Yes, I will give you some signature technical moves to dazzle him, but more importantly, I will inflame and ignite your self-love and cock-love and set them on fire so that you can leave a trail of multiple daily vaginal orgasms and happy, hard, and self-realized cock in your wake. The Well-Fucked Woman Salon opens for registration on June the 28th. In this eight-week How to Live, Love, and Orgasm in a Female Body education you never received, you will learn how to master the technical skills of oral sex, deep-throating, anal sex, and wild hand jobs. plus learn how to use these sex acts to accelerate your personal growth and transformation, achieve the deeper, life-changing vaginal orgasms, G-spot, cervical anal and more and tap into your divine feminine power learning the art of letting go and surrender in your own life and in your bed the salon opens for registration next week you can sign up at my website kimanami.com look for sexual savant salons and then click on the well-fucked woman and in the meantime you can sign up for our seven days of orgasmatopia series as well as take the Am I Truly Underfucked quiz on my website. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off-the-charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.